me. T tell them in a public place if you want to have that face-to-face -face with somebody you feel safe with. Mm. Because, you know, it's some parents that'll jump on you, some folks that'll jump on you. What's your man, you guy? Not in this motherfucking house. You know, mm -hmm. but if you're somewhere and you're with someone that feels safe, who, who you know will protect you and have your back, that helps too. But at the end of the day, as a parent, man, I don't know. I just can't imagine being that closed mind and that and not loving my child so much, you know, enough that I wouldn't just be like, all right. I'm Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Hey, babies. Hey, babies. <laughs> Listen, we are trying out some new things. And even as aunties, you know, we want to grow. Okay? We had Angie Harvey on, and we know that if we're not growing, we're dying. So we want to make sure that we are testing out new technologies. And for those of you all who are just joining us, now that we have this new technology, then you would want to know that Your Gay Aunties is a weekly podcast that is centered around queer adulting. So if you want Auntie Red or Auntie Hanifa to answer any questions that you have about life or love or any of your good gay experiences that you are having, then go ahead and send us a letter at yourgayaunties at gmail.com. You can also Instagram or Twitter us <laughs> at yourgayaunties. <laughs> Yes, yes. And so like um, Auntie Red says, we are coming to you live. Something new we're trying. Um, and there are already a couple of people up in the comments section that are trying to give us some technical advice. Like, check the sound, girl. Like, you know, y'all looking good, though. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, Diamond. So this is how we're going to do this. Um, because this is also, we're also going to take the audio from this and actually it will be the podcast. And as those of you who have been following us from the beginning, you know that is one of the things we have struggled with in getting crystal clear audio. So hopefully YouTube will help us with that. But the reason why we're doing this is um, this is Sunday brunch. It's fourth Sunday. All right. So um, as you know, those who are our Patreon supporters um, with Sunday brunch, that's when we have our guests and we I just go in and have fun. And whereas in the past, um, we have taped the show and then put it up only for you guys to have. But what we're trying now here is a live version. So if this works, <laughs> if, if, this, it works. if it works if <laughs> and you, you like it and you like it <laughs> we are going to then be coming to you live for sunday brunch and if this works and the sound is good we may be bringing um the gay aunties our regular show to you live um or not so much live but pre-recorded via this medium so all that being said Okay, um, for those of you who do come into the comments section, um, please formulate your questions for our guests, but we want to wait until we introduce our guests. We want to wait until we talk and, and get in it with our guests and they tell you their story. Okay, and so please formulate your questions for our guests um, because, of course, in the latter half of the show, we are going to answer your questions um, or, you know, just about life, what have you. But our theme for this month is family, and that's why we have family in the house. And with that said, I'm going to pass it over to Red, all right, <laughs> um, to introduce our guests. Yes, so I wanted to bring some of my family in <laughs> for family month. So we have uh, my sister, my big sister, Tisha, and my niece, Leah. <laughs> <laughs> 
talk. And you all can say hi to the people now. <laughs> hey, everyone. I'm the mom. I'm the mom. Um, I think that was evident. But hi, I'm Maria. <laughs> <laughs> And it's so funny. She goes by Lauren. She goes by Lauren. Yes, Lauren. Or, yes, Lauren? Yes. All right. And it's so funny because when we first had you guys trying to figure all this um, out, um, we was like, all right, so who the mother? Who the daughter? <laughs> but you know how that is. It don't crack with us, especially with black women. <laughs> Absolutely. 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 <laughs> so, so, so y'all, you know, um, just tell us this. You know, I, Red told me that you guys have an amazing story as a mother and daughter. So um, we'll just start there. And you guys just okay. walk us through your story. Okay. Mm. Well, I guess, to be honest with you, um, Lauren came out to me when she was 12, but I knew when she was about six. Um, she, I remember, it, it, it just so, so vividly, I remember, it was Thanksgiving. Her birthday falls on Thanksgiving every so often. And I bought her this big Barbie dream house and I had her bows in her hair and she came down. The first thing she said was, where's my football? The bow was gone. <laughs> the clothes were tore up. She lost her first tooth in football. And I remember my other sister and I looking at each other and we just said, yeah. And I knew, but I waited on her to tell me because it was her story to tell me. So um, when she was 12, she came out to me. She wrote me a letter. Mm. And I was actually sitting in the very bedroom I'm sitting in now in this very section. <laughs> and she said, uh, the letter said, I'm a homosexual. Homosexual was in big letters. And so I looked at her and I said, you're a lesbian. I know. And did you do your homework? <laughs> <laughs> and I think the fact that me accepting her because I believe that love, love, love who you love as long as you're happy. Mm -hmm. It allowed her to just walk in her authenticity. Now we did have an issue where she would, she didn't tell me that she wasn't comfortable in girly clothes. So I bought girl clothes, mm. but she was going over her friend's house and changing into clothes every day. Every every day. day. So one, when I realized she was doing this, I just looked at her and said, why didn't you say so? Hmm. So let's go shopping and get you what you're comfortable wearing. Wow. So we went shopping. I got her what she wanted to wear. And that was it. Now, I ain't like a couple of them girlfriends. Ooh, I didn't like a couple of them. So they were raggy. <laughs> but, but, you know, I, I, I've had throughout the journey, people would tell me, how do you feel having a lesbian daughter? And I'm like, well, how do you feel being a grandmother at 30? Woo! So don't judge what's over here. Worry about over there. So yeah, she went to prom in her suits. How many proms did you go on, Lynn? How many suits, tuxedos did I have to rent? I allowed her to live her life. And that's, as parents, we have to love them, support them, and help them walk in what's true to them. I, it, hell, I, I hate when people, you know, come to me, like, how do you feel? About what? Mm. About what? You know? Mm. I, I just want her to be happy. You know, I, I I love how silly she is. I love how bold she is with it because she'll let you know. I don't, uh -uh, I don't like him now in high school, freshman year. She went to homecoming with a boy because she thought that's what I homecoming. wanted. It was his prom. Oh, somebody's prom or something. She was miserable. Mm. And I was like, well, you don't have to do that. It ain't, I don't care what nobody say because I'll fight a brick wall for you. I have, you know, when we have family functions, Leah. 
she likes to go by Lauren. And whatever, you know, she would have a girlfriend. Yeah, come on over. Because if you say something about mine, I'm going to clear the whole place out. Mm. This is my child. I love that she is so comfortable in her own skin. I saw her very recently. She came home to visit and just laying her head on me because she's still my big baby and she's still <laughs> about a foot taller than me. <laughs> but I just love, I, and I'm thankful that even though I was raised in a very Christian household, my family, and I'm talking saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, baptized at the age of two, speaking in tongues by the age of three, mm. no one judged her. Mm, so the entire family was supportive. To this day, because I demanded it for her. And if you can't be down with my baby, then I can't be down with you, blood or not. And 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 that's how I've always been with her. You know, I'm, I'm listening to this and I have I have so more questions off the bat, but I, I want to switch it to you, Lauren. And as the mm -hmm. child, what was the experience? Because this is an experience that many of us don't have, you know, um, from the extreme of get out the house to even having parents that don't know how to quite deal with it. And they got it takes them a minute to kind of get their rhythm going. But so was it what was it for you? Um, as a child to come right from the from the giddy up into an accepting uh, with an accepting mother and family um for me i appreciate it i have a lot of friends who all of their people are like no you can't this is not you it's a phase like i still have family members that to this day still say it's a phase and i'm just like okay cool if you feel that way you feel that way but like i appreciate it because a lot of my friends don't talk to their parents Hold they don't have real, real quick real quickly that's on you her father's side. It ain't on my side. <laughs> her father's side, not my side. <laughs> so for me, it's um, like for me, it was it was it was it was nice having that in a household where I'm not being called out my name, or I'm not fighting, or I'm not having to figure out where I'm going to lay my head because my mom don't like it and my dad don't like it. It was kind of like this is going to who you're going to be. So do it right, do it properly, and enjoy life. So I appreciate them for that, all of that, like all the time. Wow. And it's not hard. Like for me, it wasn't as hard as other people. So like I appreciate not having um I guess regrets about my decision because a lot of my friends, like two of my friends are married and they don't want to be married, like at all. Like they don't like these guys. You two of your queer friends are married? They don't like these guys. Yeah, two of my used to be lesbian friends are now in full relationships, expecting kids and they're just like you can tell through their social media that it's like, this is not what you really wanted. This isn't what you really want to do, but you couldn't, your mom was going to accept it. Your, your family was going to shun you and, and not rock with you. So now you're married and about to have kids. And I'm just like, ah, can't be me. I can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, that's always a phenomenon. And I'm like, uh, you know, it's, it's such, it's such a process <laughs> and such a journey just to be out. But it's also a process to be in. Um, but one hurts and the other one is <laughs> liberating. <laughs> so I, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> so that, that's always like, a, woo, you know, um, anyway, please, please continue. So I kind of want to um, mm -hmm. mention, well, having taught high school, I and I was at a high school that was not very... Um, progressive I will say <laughs> at the time um, as far as the LGBT students who were there um, and so when Lauren came to my school like 
that kind of kicked it up into gear for me. Whereas like I could only fight so much for the other students who were coming through my school. Like this is my baby now. So there are certain things that I'm not going to allow to happen to her in this place. And it was very helpful for me that I wasn't fighting for Lauren while I was fighting mom as well. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And because, um, you know, I have the picture and we always, you know, we posted every now and then of, of Lauren and her, her, um, prom dress. (laughs) But, um, Also being able to make sure that we fought for when Lauren's prom came, that she was able to take her girlfriend and that they were able to go to prom together in whatever they wanted to wear. Like that was a a fight that we had to go through with the administration of the school. And those little things, like it doesn't seem like it, it, Like, it's a major thing, right? You can go to prom, you can wear the dress one time, whatever. Like, you know, people dismiss it as it not being very, um, just like, fundamental. But I know adults who are still going to proms because they didn't get to go to prom, like, the way that they wanted to. Or they didn't get to um, have the experience that they really wanted to have. And that's one thing that Lauren doesn't have to continue to keep uh, dredging up and, and recreating uh, because she had family that was willing to be there to to fight for her to make sure that she was seen and she was represented in the way that she felt most comfortable, right? And so having a mom that was like, no, absolutely, if I'm paying for the prom, <laughs> then my girl can wear whatever she want to wear. Right? <laughs> uh, And having that background, there's a lot of times, you know, as uh, faculty that you're trying to advocate for children um, in a way, you know, to do what's right. But the parents don't have your back. And so I just wanted to, like, you know, just applaud that situation. I know that there that it can't not it cannot possibly have been all roses. Right. (laughs) Because. There are things that, you know, mothers and daughters bump heads on all the time. But I think being supportive, right? And that's what, you know, our concept of family, especially this month that we've been talking about, like having that supportive background, having people there who see you and who love you and who accept you is the most important thing, right, (laughs) of all. Because whether that's your blood family whether that's the family that you choose (laughs) and um, Uh like that's that's going to make or break a person's confidence how they move in the world how they live and that's yeah that's that's is when we say your parents have your back it's not just the specifics of well okay I support you as a queer person and a lot of people just see that as quote unquote who you love or who you have sex with but really is your whole how you walk in this world. And I think, and and I'm sure a teacher can kind of sound off on this, it's like when you supporting your child, it's really, you know, look, what, what job do we have to bring them through, right? Until they on their own. But if, if you cut mm-hmm. them off too early, then it's susceptible to the world or the ills of the world. And they don't have what they need to navigate that crap. Would you agree mm-hmm. with teacher? Absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, I have, I remember one time I was in a relationship with this guy and it was a long-term relationship. 
And I found out that he said something about my daughter to his daughter. And it was in a situation of watch out for her because she's gay. Mm. I ended the relationship there. Say word. Mm. I was <laughs> like, are you serious when the when the profile of a pedophile is a middle-aged, middle American white married man? You're talking about a sexual molester? You're talking about my daughter because she loves women? I was like, mm. nah, I can't rock with this. I had to make sure this world is cruel. Mm-hmm. And I had to make sure that number one, being a woman, being a lesbian, and being black, she's gonna have a nut heart, and she's not a feminine. She's not the feminine type, you know. I, mm-hmm. I, get, I hate them little sagging pants, but that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to teach her that if there's no place that's safe, it's home. And, but I also taught her this: when you come home, you can cry, you can scream, you can you can break down here. Don't you ever let them. I don't want to cuss on your podcast. But don't oh, you oh, ever, please, girl. <laughs> don't you ever let them motherfuckers out there see you cry, see you break down. Don't you let nobody think that they got you. Mm. But when you come home, you got your time to break down. But when you walk out that door, you put on that face and that you you let them know. That's how I raised her. That's what I believe. The mm. outside is cruel, but you gon' you gonna be okay in this house. You're gonna be protected in this house. And if I'm out with you and somebody say something, <sighs> I'm a fighter. <laughs> and i let it be known this one right here i wish you would you know you really bringing up a good point as far as like because when you don't have a sanctuary that you can run to Mm -hmm. and kind of purge away the world that outside world then and you're kind of left in the outside world, it's like part of you wants to break down, but because you know that makes you even more vulnerable, sometimes what you resort to is fighting literally or fighting, not necessarily, mm-hmm. but putting yourself in situations where you just stay fighting. You know what I mean? That's your reaction to thing to start swinging to like, because yeah. you're, you're trying to protect yourself and you don't really have a place where you can just do that in private. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? True. That's a really um, good point, and that that echoes what we're trying to say. What is the duty of family to their children, period? You know what I'm saying? Well, I also believe it takes a a village. I truly Hmm. believe in that, and I can't tell you how my daughter's friends will come to me and just say, Ma, thank you. You were Hmm. my safe haven. Being able to come over here and be who I am, I appreciate that. I can't do that at home. Mm. this is where I'm at home. This is where I feel safe. Yeah. Yeah. And to this day, if I run into one of them or they find me on Facebook, they'd be like, ma, <laughs> oh my God, thank you so much. Oh, I miss you. Oh, I remember those days. You will bring us in, let us eat, laugh, talk, mm-hmm. and be who they wanted to be because those, those were all my babies. Those were her friends. Those were her, her brothers and sisters. So I, those are, I, I can't, I, I, I never wanted a, a child growing up and, and coming into who they truly are to feel that they couldn't be who they were and, and feel that they weren't safe. And I think that stems from, Yana tell you, it comes from not always having a stable upbringing. Mm-hmm. So I had to make sure that they had that because I didn't have that all the time. Mm. So it was important. It was definitely important for for me to let allow that here and and stop the generational curses and cycles of 
you better do this, you better do not. You better not have sex before you get married. Well, I had a baby at 18. Mm-hmm. There goes that one. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, you can't do this, you can't do that. And then we, and, and that's why I like, and I, and I, I don't remember the exact um, uh, percentages, but suicide is, is, is rampant. Mm-hmm. for our young adults and our teens. Mm-hmm. And I'll be damned if my baby was hanging from a light bulb in that closet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. you know, we have to advocate for our children no matter what. Our job is to love them mm-hmm. and protect them. Mm-hmm. That's it. So I'm glad that you're bringing this point up because um, we had a letter last week um, from a young person who was... I was just thinking about her. Yeah, she was kind of struggling with, um, like, how to come out to her parents. Um, and especially, I think it was... Her name was Oh, oh yeah, she kid. was also mm-hmm. kid. Yeah, she was also more masculine-leaning. Um, and she had already seen her, her parents kind of, like, cut off other family members who had come out and And so she was very nervous about that um as a mom who you know has gone through this experience can you speak to or or can lauren kind of speak to this experience of coming out to parents to family like how like can you give us in particular because you said Letitia, that you know you also come from a, a somewhat highly religious family and this and this young uh uh person also came from a, uh, uh, dare I say, Bible-thumping family. (laughs) And and let me just say before you answer, um, she did uh, email us back and we told her, listen, you know, keep us posted on what's happening with you. And she said that, um, unfortunately, before she heard the episode, she decided to come out to her mother. Uh Okay. And, And in doing that, her mother did surprise her and didn't kick her out the house. But now her mother got them going to therapy to which, but the kind of therapy like, well, this is really for you, you know what I mean? You, you know, maybe you can, uh-huh. you can, uh, thera- thera- you know, therapeutically get this, un-gay this, you. Un-gay you. <laughs> you know, and I did write her back and say, uh-huh. listen, though your mother didn't do the extreme of kicking you out, you still need to be in a state of urgency. Mm-hmm. You know, how old is she? Um, 21. So she's not a baby. Okay. She's 21, okay. but she felt that. Her situation was that um, she, at the, at this point, felt that she wasn't in a financial place to go on her own. So we were trying pushing her. Well, you start need to start putting them ducks in a row, honey. <laughs> you know, absolutely. What she what she needs to do, and and what I would say is, just like a battered woman, look at her over there fussing. Just like a battered woman, she needs to make an escape plan, mm. and she needs to stick to it. Mm. Uh, Lauren, tell Madison I said to hush, and um, <laughs> she needs she needs to make an escape plan, and, and she needs to write it down, make it clear, and go from there. I do <clears throat> step off the camera if you need to have a conversation because so, we're talking serious stuff. <laughs> I know. So I said, I'm good. I'm good. Um, mom, that sounds like a great plan. It does, but they are also not one of us so to say that an escape plan um for me you don't want to escape your family you want them to appreciate you you want them you want their love when you don't have their love it it shows and it shows in how you love other people 
it shows the the the, the lack thereof. Okay. And it's not fair to the person in your relationship when you have lack thereof because of how you were loved. So just to escape, you can't just run away from everything. So I feel like it sounds like a nice plan, but then you still need that. You still want that support. Like I feel like if I didn't have y'all, I would be a completely different person. Like so, what happens when you don't have the support as a mom speaking? Because mm-hmm. you have experience with your friends. What happens when you don't have that support? Do you stay with your family because that's your stability, or do you make your escape plan? But not emotional stability. Exactly. Um, as far as I mean, you can have y'all can accept me, and I can still have toxic parenting. Like I, mm-hmm. I've been accepted, and I still grew up with other issues. So it's about learning to teach your parents, except like um, my ex-girlfriend, her mom wasn't necessarily accepting up front, but eventually has grown to be comfortable and be around her significant others and to participate in, you know, certain activities where it's not like, oh, oh them gays going to be there. Oh, your little friend. Like, <laughs> so little as friend. Far as, like, it's about, it's about if your family is, explain it to them, like, I think we're we're in a generation now where it's not that hard to explain something to somebody. So simply, this is what I like. I won't disrespect your household. I won't have you out here looking at me like I'm this type of person. But I am going to, you know, do what I want to do that makes me happy. I'm going to love who I want to love that makes me happy. And if somebody really, 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 really deep down loves you like you people say they love their children or their family, it's nothing to say, okay, because at the end of the day, when I'm dead and gone, you have to be satisfied with how you lived your life. And if you spent your whole life being somebody you weren't, you're not going to be happy. You're going to be sad for the rest of your life. <laughs> well, you know, let me, I just want to, I want to jump in and I, I, I definitely hear what you're saying, Lauren. Um, but this, and this is something we said actually last week, and I do want to reiterate it. Um, and you are so privileged and so blessed, um, to have a mom to, to even to formulate your thoughts like that, that comes because from jump, you had a mom who was supportive. Now, the thing with, with coming out, whether it's, you know, a varying degrees of support, whether someone's extreme, like get out my house or someone that is uncomfortable, but they like your, 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 your ex, or, I'm sorry, your girlfriend, um, saying her mom wasn't with it at first, but she, you know, eventually got with it. Cause that, I can say that the same about my mom, you know, but I realized, um, that the way you support your family is first supporting yourself. And that, to really find your voice and being queer, you need that sanctuary space. You need to be able to think. You need to be outside of toxicity. And, and being that this particular person is uh, an adult, technically, though still young, um, she is empowered in a way to say, you know, she was 15, 16, she wouldn't be as empowered. So she's empowered in a way that, okay, let me get out of this situation. Let me be find some sense of sanctuary somewhere, even if it's just queer roommates, you know, and then she starts to find her voice, you know, and her strength and her ability to actually help guide her parents or her mother, I think in this case, to, um, to a place of acceptance. But one thing I think a lot of young people do is they're not 
quite mature enough to help guide their parents because they're young. They're when you're newly coming out, it's kind of like breaking through the wall, like Kool-Aid man, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's a lot, you know, it can be a lot for anybody, <laughs> you know, and sometimes yeah. you can be sloppy when you are young. So at the same time you're coming out, but you still sloppy because you're trying to figure things out and then you're trying to deal with this toxicity at the same time. And it's just a, becomes a whole toxic, hot mess. Sometimes you need to step away. You need to get away their escape, <laughs> you know, until you get your footing, you know? And that's why when I came out to my father, um, some years after my mother, my mother got the Kool-Aid version, right? <laughs> Whereas my father got the, okay, I've been out for a while, you know, and he was the one who was the most homophobic, you know? So I was, I mean, unfortunately he passed still being highly homophobic, but the coming out process was a lot easier because I had, I was very clear on what I wanted to say. And even more importantly, how to present myself as her, as his daughter, forget about the queer thing as his daughter. Now having my footing in life, what can you say? You know what I mean? Mm. Um, so th that's why our, our suggestions was that she does need to think about herself first, honestly, and her parents second, because honestly, you look, she didn't choose them, <laughs> but they chose her. All right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now that she coming into her own, you know what I mean? Get the hell out the house, you know, cause you're going to have to do that anyway. You 20 yeah. something, you moving towards that anyway, whether you was queer or not, your ass is leaving the house at some point anyway, <laughs> you know, get out the house <laughs> and come back when you're ready and let them deal with them. But anyway, but the point is that she already out now. You know what I mean? She, she came out to her mom, but at this point she's in a place where, where I suggested to her, I said, listen, you, you know, this coming out process with your parents is an ebb and flow for them too. So things may seem eh, okay now, but it can totally switch Yep. Mm -hmm. and in a minute. And then all of a sudden you're vulnerable again. So you still need to be in the getting out mode. So let your mom go through her ebbs and flows or what have you. And then y'all can meet when y'all need to meet to talk about it. But at the end of the day, you got a roof that is not dependent on whether she, she says you got it or not. That's what I'm saying. You know, that's true. That's, that's true. Real. That's, there real. are a lot of parents who, who do struggle with this, um, for mm. all the reasons that, you know, that you know about, especially, um, religiously. Um, and I know that, you know, for T you're kind of just like and like, <laughs> I love but, the Lord uh, <laughs> I love the Lord and the Lord loves me mm. and he loves my daughter and I'll tell you something I don't go by that whole traditional um you going to hell for this that and the other I had a really big debate with this obese guy and I was like you walk in your so-called sin if this is a sin you walk in your sin you live it every day but at the end of the day if I need somebody to pray for me I can call my daughter and she's a prayer warrior mm. Mm. So I don't, I don't, I, no. And a lot of them hiding behind religion and know they need to live their truth with their boyfriend. Because most of the choir, <laughs> I ain't going to get on that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the choir wouldn't be as, it, as good as it is if it wasn't now. <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, can we help some of the parents? Because I know like with you people, like when we, when we did the movie, that was something that was, helpful for a lot of people to have this conversation with their parents. Uh, for those who might be using this podcast now, um, is there something that you can say for parents to kind of help them to be as accepting as you have been? Um, realize, first of all, 
one, first of all, love them. It, it, that's the first and foremost, react out of love. I knew, so it wasn't a surprise. I knew. But one of the things I realized when I was young, I lived my life on my life's terms. Mm. I did not restrict myself to him or her. Mm. I opened myself up to love how I felt I wanted to love. Um, with, with, with being a parent, I realized I didn't do everything right. I did what I wanted to do. Mm. Your children do what they want to do. I have to sometimes step back and say, I was young when I had them. I screwed up. I made my mistakes. You know, my, my, my sin ain't no bigger than yours. Mm-hmm. Yo, and I hate the term sin when you're dealing with, um, with love. Mm-hmm. I, I, it, it irks my soul. So, but what I say is to parents, be open, be kind, be honest. And, you know, if, if, and, to, and to those who are struggling to come out, write a letter, write a letter, put it under the door. Let them read it, you know. Like my daughter wrote me a letter, even though I already knew. She wrote me a letter. <laughs> Write a letter. That was her way of feeling comfortable without... A lot of kids don't know how to stand in front of you. Mm. A lot of kids don't know how to stand in front of you and just tell the truth. Yeah, I broke that. Yeah, I drank that. I ate that donut. So how are they going to just stand <laughs> in front of you with something that vulnerable and say, Ma, I'm gay. Mm. You know, Ma, I think I'm a girl. Mm. we have to and so most people even though a lot of people say some some people are very confrontational the average person does not like confrontation and so they don't know how it's going to be so Leah felt safe writing me a letter I appreciate that I still have that letter mm. with her little cross out and homosexual and big bold letters mm. across the <laughs> so sweet <laughs> so write a letter like you can't be interrupted like you get a you, chance to say exactly everything. she wrote everything out for me she told me why and I was like alright cool and if that's what makes a person feel safer also another thing I would say and this, this is just to the children for me Tell them in a public place if you want to have that face-to-face with somebody you feel safe with. Mm. Because, you know, it's some parents that'll jump on you, some folks that'll jump on you. What's your man, you gay? Not in this motherfucking house. You know, mm. but if you're somewhere and you're with someone that feels safe, who, who you know will protect you and have your back, that helps too. But at the end of the day, as a parent, man... I don't know. I just can't imagine being that closed mind and that and not loving my child so much, you know, enough that I wouldn't just be like, all right. Now, I did still have same rules. You ain't going to be up there laid up. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't going to be laid up now. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be laid up. I don't want to be laid up. Still my child, still my baby. <laughs> like I said, you don't want to see me laid up. I don't want to see you laid up. Say word. Say word. There we go. Say but she's come home and visited with girlfriends. Mm-hmm. Her girlfriends have stayed here because they, you know, hey, they need a place. And that's who I was. 
I mm. needed everybody to feel safe. But for parents, I would say, just let them, make them feel safe. Just, just love them. I can't express, just love them. I remember going through with my son at one point, and the best advice I ever got from someone was just love them. Mm. And it helped me to relate to him different and relate to Leah different. Leah is my survivor, go-getter, kick it in the world, going to tell you she's going to move to 10 bucks to tomorrow and have her bags packed in the morning. So I was my flight reservation is, is there. Can you get me to the airport? But everybody isn't as strong as she is. Mm-hmm. And because she's always been strong, even when she called me crying and I sit there and be like, okay, baby, get it all out. And she'd be like, I'm all right, mom. I'm all right now. I got it out. I'd be like, all right. <laughs> you all right now? Okay. But again, I, I know I've said this a couple of times, love, 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 love in its purest form. Love does not carry sorrow. Love does not carry confusion. It does not carry hurt. It does not make you feel less than love in its purest form is just amazing mm. and that's what i got for say word lord i know that like for our generation is is you know we we had a, a completely different um cross to bear so to speak um do you feel like like coming out is still like really relevant now like is it like, how is that experience for young people like your age and younger? Um, as far as I've experienced, my generation kind of makes a, it's like a, most of us have come out, but it's a lot of us whose parents are like still confused or like, yeah, I still haven't told my mom. And I'm like, well, how does your mom not know? Like, are you sure you, your mom doesn't know? But with, with, the generation before it was like you got to come out you got to tell people because everybody was so oblivious but now it's kind of like a lot of us aren't telling our parents because either you're gonna like figure it out or you know and i just want i don't mm. want it it's a, it's a don't ask don't tell policy so if you don't ask me if i'm gay cool i'm not gonna tell you i'm gay i'm just i'm gonna just act like we just don't know and you can keep calling me my little friend but um over the summer i worked with teens and it was one of my teens that i worked with she was like we used to make fun of them like there's also some, like, you know, unnecessary, but like, oh, oh, you over there flirting. I see you trying to go. They're like 16, 17. They're like, they're between the ages of 14 to 16. So it's like, oh, I see you over there getting cute. I see you. And one girl just kept like, she always was negative. She's like, Miss, Miss Lauren, please don't do that. Like, stop. And I thought it was because she just felt uncomfortable. But later during the school year, she sent me a message like, I really need to talk to you, Miss Lauren. I'm like, what's up? And she's like, I want to tell my mom I like girls. And I was like, oh, wow. And, and I felt bad because I'm like, wait, my gaydar didn't go off. You did dress like a little boy because it was a whole summer. I thought you were a little cowboy. But it's so norm in society now for little girls to dress how they want to that I automatically didn't assume, oh, this little girl's gay. Because I didn't know. Like, she was she was always with the girl of girls. And she would play basketball with the boys and stuff. But, like, she 100% was like, oh, I'm an athlete. And I'm so oh, she just plays soccer. Well, she regular and ended up being like, I want to tell my mom and I want to, you know, me and my girlfriend are having arguments right now. And I'm like, wait, girlfriend, when, when did this happen? Like, I thought you were liking such and such. And she's like, no, Miss Lauren, I, I just never fed into it because I actually like girls. And I was like, oh, cool. So I think it just kind of came out to me. So do the same thing with your mom. But she also comes from a like Hispanic background. So I know for them, it's way harder to come out because oh, they don't, yeah. you can't play those games with them. So like. I also just feel like it's also a trend right now. So as far as people coming out, sometimes I'm like, 
somebody's like, oh, I didn't know such and such was gay. And in my head, I'm like, they're not. They're bored. Somebody hurt their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> like, us, my generation but of you, women is- had it to where if you didn't come out, before a certain time, you're just doing it for training. If you weren't in the, if you weren't in the trenches changing your clothes when you had to change, <laughs> you weren't shooting in the gym with me. You, know, you weren't trenches. in the gym. You have to. You can't be a. If you don't have to go through people who like, I lost so many friends. Like I remember when I did come out at 12, I couldn't go to sleepovers anymore. I got uninvited mm-hmm. to things. I didn't, I lost a lot of friends, and I have. I grew up in a gated community, so like my friends in my gated community, they didn't change anything though. Like. I remember the day I told them, like, hey, so you're probably going to hear from somebody else because I tried to kiss such and such. So, look, this is what's happened. And they were like, oh, okay, and continued to treat me as if you're just a regular person. But it was people's parents who were like, oh, my God, this little girl came out at 12? Oh, her mother must be letting her run amok in that house. You cannot spend a night at my house. So, like, I really got – it was like I lost a lot of friends, and mm. which is weird because a lot of them are now, like, actually in female like lesbian relationships and i'm just like mm, you fuck you just fronted your move all through through high school you you pretended to have a boyfriend all through high school and now you're like i remember getting suspended the first day of school like on my freshman year of high school because some girl lied when she was coming on to me and said i was gonna oh, mention that oh no i'm I was not gonna mention i don't that. like her she's been texting me by herself and i was like these and texts have all seemed the like a conversation message. she just deleted it one side like I'm sorry, your mother's like, we got the receipts. We got- I remember this. No, because I had to go up to the school. It was a girl who would call my daughter 24-7. They were, they were texting back and forth. And then she, apparently her mother must have seen it. And so she called up to the school. It was a big to-do. And my daughter's not gay. And I said, but she's texting my daughter. I have them all here. So this goes me- both ways. So it's just- And her mother still didn't want to believe it. So as far as like my generation goes, it's a trend. All of us, half of these girls are gay for pay. Half of these girls are mm. gay because baby daddy number six broke their heart and they just want somebody to help take care of their kids. Um, so you have to wade through who's okay. really coming out and then who, who's just being, you know, I just oh, I like I, I like guys and girls, but right now I'm more into girls. That's not real. That's yeah, fake. Yeah, yeah, we talk about that all the no time. Is right now I'm more into girls. No, you just like who you like, which is fair. But like, you don't have to convince me that you like girls more than you like girls. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. for those who listen who are, who are like the who are the trenders, I said don't insult our intelligence. Don't insult who we are. You know, and if you're not aware, it's the most disrespectful thing to say. Well, I'm into you right now. You know, yeah, it's like I'm right not now, doing the experiment. <laughs> wake up tomorrow and be like oh change my mind i'm not in the girls anymore then i'll be sitting there looking stupid like with the lesbian face like fuck so we loved each other (laughs) (laughs) i just feel like they don't take it seriously they you know so a lot of people don't take it seriously it's interesting like you said because you said a couple things there where it's like on one end as far in regards to your your generation or how you see your generation you know because you know visibility we passed the visibility point now it's more like for some people, or access rather, is 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 easier. Yeah. People aren't shamed as much to say, "Oh, I'm gay, or I'm bi, or I'm this, or I'm that, or whatever. I'm trying this out, whatever, whatever, whatever." Um, that's easier. But then you also said that you know, as far as the coming out process, you know, for me sounds like my generation is like, "I'm just gonna hold, hey, I ain't gonna say shit until you know." And and I just want. <laughs> You know, for me, that, that that's a little bit, uh, uh, you know, kind of moonwalking backwards a little bit um, in the sense that, because this is something that I realized myself, is like, it's one thing 
oh, the reason why you come out is not so much to inform your parents that you are sexually attracted to the same sex. The reason is so that your parents can experience you as a whole person. You know what I mean? Because who you're attracted mm -hmm. to is connected to who your community is, who your friends are, the decisions you make in life, the job you take. You know, so, you know, and this is something we kind of hinted to before that, like, especially if you're masculine leaning, um, something mm -hmm. we said in the last episode, Red said that, you know, that is really big on what kind of career you're looking for. And sometimes some careers are really not accepting of masculine women, or you have to dress a certain way to be in this, say, a corporate environment, if that's your thing, you know. Um, so then what do you do? And who do you talk to? It'd be good to talk to your parents. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's all, it's all connected. Exactly. It's all connected, you know. Um, yeah. So I hope I hope your generation is not holding their tongues, like, cause I I, I mean I look at y'all and I'm like, wow, I wish I had I could be twelve, and you know and have that <laughs> that kind <laughs> yeah, of freedom at twelve. It I'm also like, leaves the door open for a lot of confusion because I have a lot of friends right now who are um, choosing to transition and choosing to take tea and then waking up the next day and then being like, maybe I don't want to do it and one you start that journey you can't stop that journey and so it's like a, still a lot of confusion as far as what people feel about themselves so I feel like that's why also coming out seems easy on our spectrum but it's not because then you do have the people in the gay community who aren't accepting of that stuff like I still haven't wrapped my, my head around certain things um I text my mom about pronouns the other day I feel like I do want to change my pronouns but then I feel like I don't because I don't feel like explaining to people why I want to change my pronouns because everybody's like oh well do you really want to change your pronoun <laughs> And it's like, I do, but I don't, but... But what was know. my response? So like, what was my response, though? If I wanted to go by they or them, you would call me they or them, and you would be cool with it. So, like, it's just about... So you don't don't worry about that? No, so I, no, I get you what I'm saying. It's just that, so it's, it's a lot of confusion as far as coming out, because what are you coming out to? And then when you do come out, are you being accepted by us? Because we have a tendency to be like oh okay well you could be like like I date I'm attracted to no labels um I don't I used to go for the girly girls but like I kind of tend to lean towards more of that now and all my friends are like oh you like studs oh no we that gay gay and I'm like what <laughs> like we all still wear girls we all still wear girls and clothes and like nah bro but that's like when you when you're done who gonna put the boy pants on both of us. I don't know. I don't understand this question. So Well, I just want to let you know we got a whole episode where we had a, a Sunday brunch a couple of Sunday brunches to guests ago and our, our, our Sunday brunch guest was Stud Slayer. Oh yeah. I know Stud Slayer. Okay, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> but that but that is you're right. That that's that's right. There's one thing to come so out like, to your parents or the quote unquote straight world or whatever, but then there is a coming out process within the queer world because with the new freedom, um, there's a lot of space. And I, I dare say that, you know, as long as queer people have been around and we've been around for centuries, it's this past two, three, four generations who are really defining really seeing what the landscape is and pushing the envelope it's like we as human beings what are we capable of who are we capable of loving how are we capable of expressing ourselves in the world and that is still a continual journey so mm -hmm. what i hear lauren saying is on you know one end like yay we can be out okay now i'm out now what oh is there more or no i'm cool with this <laughs> you know like you know and i always say that 
because we had a whole episode when we first started that we got a lot of flack for because we was really trying to unpack the whole pronoun thing and the use of pronoun because I'm really big like my pronoun is Hadifa Walida how about that how about we have a conversation see if we can fucking like each other and we don't fucking like each other we don't need to be talking no more so don't worry about it you know what I'm saying and I'm also linguistic and I've traveled and I'm like this outside of America our language says he or she you know, and we use they because we're trying to figure out how to, you know, find those expressions of where we feel comfortable. But as soon as your ass leave the country, now you got to deal with a whole nother language palette. Yeah. <laughs> that they're like, Rrr. they don't know what the hell we talking about, <laughs> you know, and it's not cultural, literally it's language, you know. So this, this, this broad world, you know, that there's so much that we have to still learn from each other. So I really want to just say to those listening that we have to remain open. Nothing is in stone. We are human beings. We're ever evolving. And generations beyond this, it's going to look different than how we're seeing it now. We have yeah, to allow for true. that space as well. That's just us as human beings. Forget about the queer shit. This is just human beings we're talking about. You know? Yeah. I'm even kind of playing, like, just replaying what Lauren said and looking at it from a position of... Uh, really privileged now right mm. so like young people today get to test out all of the possibilities of their gender expression of their sexuality of all of that with the language that is there to describe it with you know all of these supports and groups and and, and uh social communities and things like that that i feel like you know, when when I came out, it was like gay straight. <laughs> like, and I remember that conversation you had when I had with you did. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember. I remember that. Yeah. And I was like, okay. <laughs> when my baby sister came, she, I said, okay. <laughs> and she was like, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> See, I kind of broke her ear for you. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that. I appreciate that. <laughs> But that also goes back to, um, as far as privilege goes, like, yeah, we do have a lot of social groups, but then it just goes back to me having to say, you also have to tiptoe around these social groups because God forbid if I say on lesbian Twitter that I'm homophobic, everybody's like, how are you getting homophobic? And it's not I'm homophobic, I'm peoplephobic. I just don't like people who are extra, who are who tend to do too much. Like, on the spectrum of lesbian, I don't like the studs who are, like, you're going to call me him and daddy, and I'm a boy, <laughs> but I'm not going to take D and be a boy. And I'm like, no, that's not fair. You can't, like, straddle the fence of wanting to be him, but you don't want to take the steps to be him because there are really people fighting with their identity right now. There are people who really, really, really feel like they're in the wrong body. But here you are walking around with a permanent strap on like, yeah, I'm him. No, you're not. You, 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 you. And then 20 seconds later, be like, she don't love me no more. Well, him, why are you crying? You know, if you're if you're trying to be so so aggressive, but then I also don't like those. Um, people tend to say that gay men act like black women, and I all I'm always one to correct them. Be like, no, gay men act like gay men. They don't act like black women. I've never seen a black woman act to that extent of extreme. So no, he's acting like a gay man. So and also we don't have to put the title on it. We don't have to be like, oh, he acting like no, he's acting like himself. If he want to wear these heels and walk around, but in our in our generations acceptance we like well you can be gay but you can't be gay gay and then it's like well then i don't have that privilege then i don't have the privilege of being comfortable like i literally i couldn't tell What's anybody gay that gay? my girlfriend I, so i'm gay gay because i date studs like i refuse to date a girly girl i don't want them anymore it's a lot of maintenance a lot of too much for me like i enjoy okay, having somebody who, 
Somebody who too hard. I don't date them. Okay. I'm scared of them. <laughs> so she, she's like me. I like because most of my most of my friend friends, like my homegirls, are feminine. Mm -hmm. And you know, I'm just now at the age of forty. At you know, at the tender age of forty. <laughs> <laughs> that I'm just now kind of really adding more like masculine women to my palette of friends because I'm. You know, I'm a, I'm look, I'm all this. My hands are about as feminine you can get, and there's a part of me, you know. There, I mean, there, there there's a fluidity in how I express myself. I said, I said, y'all niggas too hard for me. I can't. Like, yeah. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it's, you cool, cool, but I can't be around a bunch. I feel like I'm a I'm around a bunch of dudes. Like yeah. that, you know. I did that in my young twenties. I was around an actual bunch of dude dudes in the hip hop era, and I'm done with that. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. And it's like even the, even those dude dudes from back then are now grown men. They ain't as hard hard because they ain't young and dumb. I can't be around women who are forty something years old and they hard as hell. <laughs> I'm like yeah, you too, you young hard. Me, I can't do it. For me, it caused me to start losing myself. Like I was kicking around a bunch of started to get haircuts and who walk around and be like, yeah, I'm going to touch me not. And I started being like, yeah, me too. And then I'm realizing like one day, one of my other aunts was like, uh-uh, you got her looking like a dyke. And I was just like, wait, I look like what? I was like, no, I don't want to look like this. It was like, I don't want you to be so hard. Like she's like, you're not hard. Like be okay. So then dating, yeah, you're not you know, hard. dating a no label and getting to experience dating a no label. She's taught me to lighten up and be more feminine. And I don't always have to walk around like I'm that nigga. No, you don't have to be that nigga. You don't, you don't have to be that. Don't be that stereotype of being a lesbian. You don't have to be super, super thugged out all the time. You can be, you can be soft and you can dance like a girl and you can feel okay. It's okay to feel pretty. It's okay for me to tell you, hey, you're pretty. And I'm like, I'm not pretty. I'm regular. No, you're, you're pretty. It's okay to be pretty. So I think a lot of a issue with a lot of studs is they feel like we still have this. this patriarchy. Um, that's basically this the issue. heterosexual <laughs> mentality of it has to be a boy and it has to be a girl. And I feel like, no, you can't have a boy and a girl in a lesbian relationship. It's just two girls. It, it's just two girls. So. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. And you know what I want? I don't want to judge. You know, everyone's on their journey. You know what I mean? And sometimes people need to go to the extreme before they find their middle ground. And some people, that is it. They are hard as hell. You know? Um, but <laughs> yeah, stuff, stuff. I'm just saying, they stuff, stuff, you know what I mean? And, 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 and if that works for you, as long as that works for you and that, yeah. that spreads love in your immediate surroundings, like that, that fills your universe with love being a stud, stud then that's then you know i don't want to judge someone on how they express yeah. themselves but i think what we're saying here just for clarity because people are like yo don't be you know you know yeah, judge no. your motherfuckers you know it's like <laughs> you know <laughs> no i think i think that your gender expression the way you walk in the world is an ongoing experience and do not be afraid to change to shift to move, mm -hmm. to groove, to remold, to reflect, to let life come at you in ways that'll wait a minute. Life is teaching me something new about myself. Okay, mm -hmm. I'm not just going to block it <laughs> because I'm yeah. do this. You know what I mean? So we're just saying that until you on your deathbed, you are ever growing, like Angie Harvey says, you're ever growing, you're ever changing. And the last person that should stop you from changing is yourself or the greater yeah, society. Absolutely. You know, and that's the power in being queer, you know. <laughs> say word say word oh god we I, we ain't got a time in the letter y'all sorry to, uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, 
let me let me let me just uh, uh, just interject and say this because yeah, we kind of uh, went on uh, side on our, our usual format. We usually uh, have a little break, but let's just have this break now to say that you know this is the first time that we are coming to you live. We're trying some new things, um, and if this works for us. Um, then we're going to continue to bring Sunday brunch to you live. But Sunday brunch, um, this time is for everybody, but <laughs> Sunday brunch really is for our Patreon supporters, our Sunday brunch um, supporters. So if you want to uh, be with us live um, every fourth Sunday with our special guests, just go on over to patreon.com slash aunties and click the Sunday brunch tier. It only costs $10 a month, and then we can have this great interactive experience with amazing um, um, guests. And so what else we got? We didn't say in the beginning, uh, in the middle, red. Uh, that's on you. I'm passing the baton to you. That's you. That's you. That's you. That's you. <laughs> uh, well, uh, I hope that you found this podcast space to be great for learning, um, advice, growth, love, and laughter. Uh, if you are regular listeners, um, maybe you picked up a gem or two from the show. Uh, we have decided to immortalize these auntie quotes and make them into auntie merch. So we have t-shirts and sweatshirts Ooh. and lots of other things that are available on our auntie shop. <laughs> so you can go and check out all the goods at the link that is posted in our, our IG bio at Chigay Aunties. Also, you can give us a shout out on Instagram and Twitter. Um, you can catch those auntie quotes uh, that you think should be on a shirt. You should let us know. Um, you also can record questions that you have. You can send us questions. All of those are in that um, link tree right there in our IG bio. Word, word. And, you know, we love your letters. Um, and we always want um, more. And with this new um, format, if it works out for us, you know, me and Red are really seriously considering because we need, we're going to become YouTubers. I think that is what's happening in the universe. We're going to become YouTubers. So I think we're going, not so much live, but we are going <laughs> to be recording via YouTube and archiving our, our episodes on YouTube because we think that also it's going to, you know, handle, you know, a little more audio issues we've been having from the beginning. Y'all who've been from the beginning, y'all know what we're talking about. You know what I'm saying? So right. we always trying to make it better. You know, we're trying to be better. Anyway, so just, you know, we'll, we'll let you know um, via IG and Twitter what we're doing here. But we want to thank our wonderful, wonderful guests for this episode. Y'all two have truly inspired us. You know, this has been our family month, and I know those um, who are going to listen to this episode to hear the love between you two and, and to, enough for nothing see what love can produce in our mm. offspring and how yeah. it can break the legacy of pain and unacceptance in general in black families. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, this has really uh -huh. been inspiring for me, and I'm sure for others who are struggling with this um, or hoping they had a mom like you, Lauren. <laughs> I, like, I really do appreciate my mom for, like, like honestly, she became, she has become my best friend. Like, even with um, Auntie Red, um, her daughter, like, me and her talk, me and my cousin talk all day, every day at this point. It's <laughs> not a time we don't talk, but like we, we were just talking about it. Like having parents that accept you for who you are definitely changes who you are as a person and it makes you a better person. It makes you, your ability to love other people better. Mm. So like 
I definitely appreciate it and I hope that, that I can that we can be those, you know, beacons for other people who need to feel some love, you know? Mm. Yeah, that's my that's my bro best friend. There she go. Well Lord, I know that um there are a lot of people who are going to listen to this who um, would benefit from, from being able to reach out to you or have that contact with you. How can people contact you? Um, you can contact me. Uh, I have a Twitter. I have an Instagram. Uh, it's all low the third, which is L E A U X T H E three R D. Um, and I'm like, honestly, yeah, like people reach out to me, ask me about stuff all the time. So like, that's me. I would, you know, talk to me. I like to talk to people. I like friends. <laughs> And y'all can't have my sister. She got enough people talking to her. <laughs> no, I'm tired. Okay. But I'm going to do a shameless plug. If y'all in the Chicago area, June 27th, mm-hmm. for my birthday, <laughs> I am having a superhero and supervillain birthday party. Ooh. Come on out and join. And also, I, ha- I-, I-, I have such a love of sisterhood and women that August 2nd will be my second annual Sisterhood in the Park. Women from all over come out and we party with the purpose and we collect sanitary items for women in shelters because it is the most needed mm. but least donated item mm. so y'all come on out yana gonna be here <laughs> i call it yana y'all i call it yana <laughs> <laughs> and, um but yeah i i just i i just think that as parents i think that we would have so many so few issues i think that if our children were able to walk in their truth like our girls honestly some girls end up having three or four kids only to be able to then to say i really am gay but this is what i thought feeding back on what lauren said Mm. what i thought society wanted me to be it would save a lot on this unwed mother stuff on giving up your prized possession which is your body it's your temple you know and abusing yourself and allowing others to abuse you and no, and plus, um, I'm too cute to be a grandma this young. So, <laughs> I'm okay. I'm all right. No, it's. It, I'm really glad that you're bringing that up because we do have another guest that's going to be joining us uh, for Sunday brunch, um, Lee. And Lee is really talking about how m- many people in the LGBT community um, self-medicate mm. in order to deal with a lot of the things that we're talking about today. Oh, yeah. And so how a lot of um, our community is, is plagued with um, and almost built around um, alcohol and mm-hmm. drug use and yeah. things like that because those are the methods that we have in order to cope with, um, with what Lauren was saying, with not feeling loved, with not feeling accepted, um, the ways that we build community and those often have very um, toxic results in our lives. Um, And so that's definitely a topic that we are going to be discussing on Your Gay Aunties. And I really look forward to having that conversation. yeah. Word. And and, and just so we got one more week of family month. So if you um, we want more more photos of you and your your dear queer family, whether it's in your given family or your chosen family, we want to put them up because we need to see each other. We need to know that we exist in a state of love. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and with uh, this is this is the last week. Uh, yeah. So no. Well, anyway. So like Red said, next next month is about the um, 
our relationship with intoxication. <laughs> so letter speaking, if you got letters where you find yourself in a hot mess because you got intoxicated way too much at, one, at the wrong moment in the wrong place, and now you got this situation going on or whatever the case may be, all the messy mess that intoxication creates in life, <laughs> or just your relationship yeah. with intoxication within your queer um, community, what you've experienced, what you've seen, and you want to have better insight on or what have you, just send those letters to your gay aunties on Instagram, your gay aunties at Gmail, or your gay aunties on Twitter. And with that being said, I'm Hanifa Walida. And I am Red Summer. And we are your gay aunties. Bye, y'all. Bye, baby. Bye-bye. <laughs> love, love, love. <laughs>